Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Ricky. How are you this evening, sir? Doing well. I think I've, I've overcome my illness that I had last week. You're, you're, Almost, I think. You're in untempered rage. <laughs> for good reason, I think. It was one of those ones you just had to get it off your chest, I think. I think it had been building for a long time. Uh-huh. And you snapped. Yep. Well, I'm still a bit angry this week. Alright, do tell. And I'm have to... It's a sad day because I'm going to have to end my allegiance with a certain promotion altogether. And that is... ICW? ICW no more, I'm afraid. <laughs> Why? Because we hold Joe Coffey into it. Well, you saw Joe Coffey, there was a tweet sent out by ICW themselves saying, due to, um, I can't remember exactly what it said, but as of week commencing 14th of October, Joe Coffey will no longer wrestle under ICW in any future or planned events. And then a tag underneath it saying the the Stevie Boy versus Ravy Davy match will not be aired because... They had a tapings of their first Gonzo episodes this weekend and it came to light through the help of our investigative journalist, Murray, Murray Bone, say, um, sending tweets talking about Joe Coffey rushing the ring with a bottle of Buckfast in hand. A little bit... Fucking sensational. And he's caused havoc. There was a point when I saw that tweet from ICW, I thought, you have got to be kidding me, surely not. But they worked. They worked me well. I have to say, as a work. I know. Like you do realise that. But there was a, a short because you couldn't find anything. It took a long time to find stuff. Joe Coffey's account was silent. Um, ICW's Facebook page was silent. There was nothing, nothing to suggest that anything had went wrong. But then you saw that he had Joe Coffey scheduled to face was scheduled to face Stevie Boy at um, Fear and Loathing mm-hmm. and it was Stevie Boy that Joe Coffey attacked along with everyone else that he could find so it was a case of I'm going to just ambush the place and he's been in trouble as a result and I can't I can't support ICW any longer I'm afraid 
Are you are you talking like a cave obsession? I, I can't. I don't understand it. That's up to you to decide. Am I working you? Well, all I know is Joe Coffey is the fucking man. I will walk with him. Oh, anywhere he goes, I go. Mm -hmm. I follow. And see that the thing about walking in the footprint, walking in the beach, and there's two sets of footprints. Mm -hmm. That's Joe Coffey's footprints beside you. The other JC. Always watching over us. Uh huh. Ready to we are his children. Mm-hmm. We are his sheep, his followers. Yep. So, what were we your thoughts when you saw that? Um. Did at any point you think it was a work or a shoot? Well, straight away. Oh yeah. Because I saw, I saw the the footage first, and then obviously him beating everyone up in the ring, and then also saw <clears throat> him swigging away at the bottle of bucky as well. A little bit of the Bucky. Aye, by the way, Buckfast is Scotland's national drink alongside Iron Brew. Sir Just Sam, uh, Sir Sam, you should look into getting some Buckfast tonic wine. <laughs> I wonder you should. You could. I wonder if you, can, you should be able to get it in America as well. Some places, I think, as well. Aye, there there will be ways of getting it, surely. But we'll see what to do. If you if you don't live in say Britain, so the Americans, Sir Sam and whoever else outside of the UK walk into any Scottish pub in your area and just ask do you sell Buckfast I think a lot of them will say no because it's not really known for being in pubs no I think they will because over in Spain there's a lot of places that actually sell Buckfast not only do they sell it but they like they chill it in the fridge as well for you in Spain mm-hmm. I have to say I know any Scottish listeners will know that Buckfast has a bad reputation, but chilled and drunk out of a glass, that is a fine beverage to be had. A little bit of the bucket, as you said. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm serious, so guys, you should try it, especially Sir Sam, because he did try the Iron Brew and absolutely loved it. Rob as well should try it. Um, but anyway, back to the point. Yeah, I, I knew it was a work straight away, because I saw the footage, except first, then I saw the ICW statement. Um, I want to say it was Murray that sent me initially the, the footage before I went on to Twitter to see it again mm-hmm. uh, and then I saw obviously saw photos of like people in the crowd standing next to Joe Coffey um, I mean let's see where it goes I think he will turn up at Fearing Logan oh aye something's in the works that'll be interesting I'm just gutted we're not going to be honest I'm gutted about France 2000. Usually that's their go home show that they do. Mm-hmm. And um, last year, France 99 was the card was sensational. So it's just one of those things. But next year, we are making a vow, aren't we, to go? We'll be. Oh, to regular ICW shows. Mm-hmm. We'll be the equivalent. We'll be the equivalent of that beetroot faced, bald, bespectacled man that's on full sale all the time. Oh, that bastard. Who's been thankfully moved to the corner. Or he's probably following AEW about the place now. Uh, wish we don't need to see him anymore. Fucking idiot. <laughs> you know who else is a fucking idiot? Half of Twitter. Aye. Well, see... That Tom, Tom Collihue, whatever how you say his name, he just came out my head, he's a fucking idiot. Aye, he was... Uh, he has come into our lives recently through the Eric Bischoff scandal that has rocked the wrestling world this week. Um <laughs> Not much is known about it. 
basically, we don't even know if Bischoff has been sacked or whatever from what I can oh, recall. Well, What's I, that? I think the official statement did say, like, Bruce Pritchard now takes over from Bischoff. Is there another role that he could take on, though? I don't know what he's doing. See, she's quite funny. See, before we touch on Colo here, I was listening to 83 Weeks this, the day it happened, and it was a best of, so it was going through all the sort of snippets and clips over the last couple of years. And he had just mentioned about a couple of hours before I heard the news, um, he was basically taking shots, pot shots at 20, a team of 20 writers writing a, a bog standard storyline, like a cookie cutter storyline. I thought, no way, he's just slagging off WWE and then a couple of hours later, he's no longer... So I wonder if Vince had been listening to 83 Weeks this week. <laughs> but the Colohue thing, he had said, yeah, according to... He had not he had not come through with promises made or something along those lines. And you, what, what would you put underneath it? Uh, I've also reached out to my sources who... Say, didn't say this, in fact, said something that was quite left field. I'll need to double confirm this, I'll need to double source or whatever I said. <laughs> it didn't get back to you at all, did he? No, I fucking idiot. I don't even know why we're talking about that fucking bomb hag, but anyway. <sighs> folk just. folk love dirt sheet stuff. He's, he's a fucking yeah. He he's an idiot. See, I think. <laughs> but you do remember when I posted about Kenny Omega debuting at Royal Rumble? Remember uh-huh. last year? No, sorry, earlier on this year. Got a fucking idiot replied to us saying, "Who are your sources up? <laughs> what the fuck?" Ketchup, HP, and uh, Hellman's. No, I think my my my, my response was must. Uh, Brother, uh, the source is me or something, something along those lines, and then he never came back to me, and then he was probably blocked and deleted. But what is random about what he said? Like my contact in Fox. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking black. Who the fuck are you, <laughs> Fox? <laughs> probably a, um, a, a, the Fox pub or something like that. It was probably a <laughs> pub in Blackpool called the Fox, but. Yes, that guy has a contact in Fox, definitely. Um, a guy who's got a history of what, not many months as a dirt sheet specialist. No idea. Like I said we blocked him. Like he, we just came, just came across that tweet because was it some? I think somebody sent it to the group. I saw it somewhere. I can't remember where it came from, but felt we need to kind of unblock him and then go in and say that to him. See, this is a guy I know him before they got into the, this, the business, quote-unquote, because I don't know if you remember the, the Unprettier forum that we were talking about. I had joined at the start of Ricky and Clive as a, a sort of networking game, and then I just fell away from it. You know, this Tom Collier who was on it, and he just did normal columns, like opinion pieces, mm-hmm. and now he's got contacts in Fox. So he claims. So he claims. I'm sure he got something yeah. wrong recently. Um, like glaringly wrong, as far as I can recall. But the we don't know. We don't really know what's happened with Bischoff. Nobody knows. Uh, uh, not to us, I don't really care if something's happened or not happened. It's quite alarming because 
Bischoff had been saying on his podcast that he had moved from Wyoming to Connecticut, uh, Connecticut or wherever nearby for this job. He'd upped ticks entirely. And now mm. he's gone. So something drastic must have happened for that to be the case. Do you feel sorry for him in any way, shape or form? But Bischoff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of do. I don't. Give me that payoff and I'll be happy. That's true. Aye, if you got a payoff, then fair enough. You'll probably on, be on dynamite tonight, though. Giving away results. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. Uh. See the and other shocking news. Well, not exactly shocking, but idiotic news. Did you see the stuff from Mike Canellis? Yeah, oh, fucking idiot. Finesse of the year. Finesse of the year. But he's let himself down in terms of keeping that finesse style going because I'm not. I've never been his, his hugest fan on with his two or five live work. So it was just a bit bland and all that stuff. And now he's come out and saying, right, I've handed in my notice. Um, I've decided I want to leave. I don't want to just wrestle one night a week. Unless you do a power of indie dates, you'll be joining a company, whether it's ROH, Impact. NWA, AEW, you'll be wrestling one day a week, pal. So uh, there's no difference there. And okay, you you think highly of yourself. You've got every right to do so. I didn't see anything in your run to convince me that you're worth thinking about or considering as a main event player. <laughs> and then has a fucking problem that he thinks highly of himself. I know. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just he comes in. Goes to rehab, comes back, his wife's pregnant. No, that was during the rehab, wasn't it? Yep. He, he has rehab, comes back, gets drafted to 205, starts a storyline where he doesn't get used, which is kind of uh, linked with real life, renews the contract, says that he's happy where he is, and then a few months later, uh, in fact, nah, I'm going to quit. Yeah, I couldn't give a fuck about him. He can quit, doesn't quit, couldn't get less. Aye, he can, he can go. See you later. Now you can fuck off. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> he gone. <sighs> Try to see what else has been happening. As you can tell, folks, we've not really pre-planned anything. We've just decided we'll talk about this one thing, and then we'll just see where the hell we end up. It could be. A, it could end up being a very short episode, or it could end up being a very long episode. This was kind of planned. Well, it was planned to be unplanned because after last week's spewing vomiting of incendiary opinions feeling a bit sort of flat and think right the draft's going on not really caring uh, people are crying about ratings yet again not really caring like too many people are caring about things that I don't care about so I don't have, like I just feel as if stuff it let's just talk shite for an hour or so this week and, and the thing is like um like you touched on ratings couldn't care less about it we touched on it last week the other thing is that normally we don't have like a structure we have certain things we want to talk about and then we we'll link that together as we go along with the podcast but this week we'll just sort of fling it but to touch on something that when the fuck is this Saudi show is it next week is it, oh, it's Halloween it's Halloween is it Halloween week mm-hmm. actually on the 31st yes Fucking Thursday. Okay. Well, you've got you've got SmackDown on Friday. 
Fuck, so they do. They'll be going all the way back for fucking Smackdown the following day. Oh. My lord. It's going to be some heavy jet lag issues with that Smackdown. By the way, the Saudi card looks alright. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen his face, listeners. It was a, do you know what? I'm going to sit, I'm going to take time off work and watch this bad boy. That's what that looks like. <laughs> Right. Let me rephrase. I think there's, there's three. Ma- I'm three matches. I'm genuinely interested in. Um, and I always said when it came to the Saudi shows, they weren't shows ne- shows necessarily for us, and I would never watch it. Not because of, of like political reasons, just because I didn't have interest in any matches. But I'm interested in Brock and Kane, and we'll touch on them in a second, right? Because I want to see how Kane Velasquez looks. Saw so him in Mexico and it looked pretty good. Did not expect that. Oh, the, um, the lucha booty stuff. Mm-hmm. That stunned me, some of the stuff he was doing. Um, Seth and the Fiend. I'm only interested because I want to see how the this match finishes. Did you see there's a cage match being announced as well on Raw? For what? I'm sure I saw that. Seth Rollins and The Fiend versus, versus each other. <laughs> that didn't come <laughs> out right. In a cage match? Yes. They uh, just had a cell match. Well, you know my feelings on cage matches in general right now, so there we go. A huge steel cage match main event for WWE on Long Island 11 4. Now, so, is that a house show? No, Raw. 11-4, now we need, to, we need to swap the dates round because we don't do the dates the way Americans do it. Yeah, you do it wrong, guys, over there. <laughs> right, that's correct, you do it. Just like you spell words wrong as well, how you miss the U, and also how you drive on the wrong side of the road. Did you know that we are, we are vastly outnumbered with regards to driving on the left side of the road, though? That's ah, fine, I don't care. The rest of the world do it the wrong side. The, the 11-4 is a Monday. 4th of November. Yes, the night before fireworks night. Night before Guy Fox. Uh-huh. So that tells do the me... Ameri- do the Americans know what Guy Fox is? Um, a Catholic sympathising terrorist who tried to blow up Big Ben. Pretty much, pretty much. And then every single November we get the fireworks out. And we'll, we'll, you know, make a lot of noise and a spectacular show. And all kind of those guys, but when it comes to like July Fourth and every other and all those celebration to have, and all the war veterans get PTSD. <laughs> and all the dogs as well. I'll be in my back garden letting off the biggest fireworks ever. Going, yeah. That's because you'll be watching I'll Crown be Jewel nice. again. You'll be rewatching Crown Jewel. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Seth versus the Fiend. I'm more interested because Seth's winning it, right? But how does he win it? Because the Fiend's been drafted over at SmackDown. Oh, by the way, so the wildcard rule still exists? <laughs> what the fuck? I said it in a solo show a while ago. There's just no such thing as a draft. You've even got Survivor Series coming up soon. Just accept, please, that people are on different shows and just everything will be fine. You don't need to lose your shit over it. Mm-hmm. And 
The other match I'm looking forward to is Braun versus Tyson Fury. I love me some Tyson Fury. I love Tyson Fury. Mm. Some of the comments he made in the past are really outlandish and, and quite like not nice at all. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I love watching Tyson Fury. So I'll watch that. Is this going to be a boxing match? It'll be a wrestling match, but it's going to end in a knockout. Has I, I I understand Ken Velasquez has some wrestling experience, albeit minimal. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Right, you mean like yeah, yeah like professional? Right? I thought you meant like amateur. No, no, take just, that just uh, he's been in CMLL basically. Yep. But has has Tyson Fury wrestled before? Never. <sighs> My word. Which is why it's going to be kind of like a brawl. And then ultimately it's going to lead with Tyson Fury knocking out Braun Strowman. Which I'm fine with. The literally only footage I've seen of Tyson Fury is him wearing pairs of curtains. Ah, I see some of the stuff he wears, it's crazy. At one point, remember, he was wearing like, you know how we get the China tea set over here? The white and blue, flowery design. <laughs> uh-huh. He was wearing this, which was effectively just the exact same as that. So, as a fashionista, do you approve of his um, fashion? Nah, not really, not really, not really. Nah, that's... There's, there's out there, then, there's just like, what the fuck are you thinking? I mean, obviously, these are big matches. I'm not sure how many um, boxing and MMA fans there are in Saudi Arabia, but do you know who... Well, Anthony Joshua and um, Andy Ruiz are fighting in two months' time over in Saudi Arabia. Right. You had... Callum Smith versus George Groves in the middleweight tournament, I think it was the Muhammad Ali Trophy or something they called it, um, took place in Saudi Arabia as well. Um, Khabib just fought out in Abu Dhabi, uh, Abu Dhabi or Dubai, one of the two, I can't remember which one, UAE anyway, in that general area as well, and they're next door to Saudi Arabia, so it's definitely like a, like because there's a lot of money there, people will go. See, do you, know, do you know who's got the, the best out of all this? It's Cesaro. Because he's coming to NXT UK? Well, that, we'll, oh, we'll touch on that in a, a very small moment, but Cesaro has got a match against that Mansoor guy, the current greatest Royal Rumble winner. So obviously these guys, they might not exactly know Mansoor and follow his career because once he won the greatest Royal Rumble, he didn't appear on NXT till about two or three months later. Um, but he'll be their national hero and Cesaro's getting that big he's getting the big spotlight so in a weird way oh it's just taking place in Saudi Arabia uh huh oh fuck didn't even know that Cesaro versus Mansoor main event of uh, Crown Jewel and you've got the the best tag team tournament which is null and void because the grizzled young vets aren't going am I right Ricky true neither are kings of catch Neither of Kings of Catch as well. So, so, the reason why I'm looking forward to Fury and Strowman is because, like I said, I like Fury and it doesn't bother me if, if it ends with Strowman being on his back. I know some people might have an issue with like a part-time guy, or not even a part-time guy, a non-wrestler coming in and basically beating up a, one of your stars or one of the monsters or whatever, but it's like, he is the heavyweight champ of the world. Um <laughs> It's not like we're getting a, Currently. a boxer. Fury is. He's a lineal heavyweight champion of the world. 
It's not. It's not AJ. It was definitely AJ. It's not Andy Ruiz, and it's not fucking Deontay Wilder either. It's Fury. Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko about four or five years ago. It was, and then basically decided, fuck this. I'm just going to go on a six month booze and coke binge. Which I think he did, but then kind of soft headed down like depression and stuff like that, and then came back. So he is, he's he's the number one in that division. Um, oh, so he's not the actual he, belt sorry? holder? He's not the actual belt he holder? He doesn't have the belt, no, he's not, he doesn't hold any of the belts, but he held all those belts. Um, I think the only, I'm not sure if he held the WBC at the time, I can't remember, but he beat, he beat Vladimir, and at that point, Vladimir was like unbeaten in 10 years and was destroying everyone, and Fury came in and Beat him with quite ease, to be honest. Um, and then he took on Deontay Wilder earlier on this year, <laughs> and was in my opinion was pretty much robbed. Could do it because Wilder put him down twice in the final round, and it was a like ten seven or ten six round. But I gave Fury like nine rounds, so yeah, I don't mind that. As opposed to say you get an MMA guy or a boxing guy who's twenty years past his prime, you know. It was never that good in the first place. Um, I kind of, I would still have an issue. Say it was, say, if it was a a boxer who was, let's say, who was twenty years past his prime, was still great in his prime. Um, yeah, so I don't really mind Fury coming in. Um, now, if it was somebody like, I thought just 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 a run of the mill box standard average boxer who people, some people might happen to know. That that's when I'd have an issue with it. But this is the guy at heavyweight. That's why I don't have an issue with it. Well, you know my feelings on the whole mainstream crossover stuff. So I've not got any interest in that at all. Or the Kane Velasquez Brock Lesnar match. Or any of it, really, when I come to the, think it, about it. The reason I've got interest in the Kane one is because I want to see how it looks. Because I said I saw, I saw some of the stuff and I was impressed and I want to see how it looks now. Um, I know, I think, was it Rance that says that apparently he's going to go get surgery, knee surgery after this match? I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure how true it is or what. Um, I'm not sure if it was Rance that said it. Um, which, to me, just like, why the fuck is the title on the line then? Yeah, um, or why does Brock even have the title? Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping Kane isn't like a part-time. I think he'll come in and he will be like Ronda. He'll be there every week. Because he did say himself he signed a multi-year deal. Oh, um, my, God. my issue is that you can't book him like Brock was booked like four years ago or whatever where he literally just mows through everybody I think you, if you book him I'd like to see him book, book kind of like Ronda was like Ronda destroyed Alexa Bliss but went like to the death with Sasha went uh, Charlotte ran a close she always logged him it lost the title so she was continually run close at times um, just like Kofi was but ultimately still made to look dominant because they're coming through all these big matches getting all these big wins I'm hoping to go down that route instead of just being like right well this guy's just going to start murdering people in two or three minute matches uh-huh. I know it's that's the thing it's a trope that's been used too often and it's always front and centre and that might be the reason why you've just got these dominant guys coming in and they're not exactly putting on good, fun, enjoyable matches, in my opinion. Can I remember when Ronda beat Alexa for the title? We said, 
I certainly did. Ronda's basically got to obliterate Alexa, and Alexa must get no offence in whatsoever. And that's what happened. And that's fine. I don't mind doing that every so often, just to show the dominance. As long as it's not up against... Like, other superstar-level guys. Um... Like I said I'll give Kane I'll give the whole Kane thing a chance to see where it goes because like I said I'm intrigued to see how, how he is in the ring and if he's full time then you know so be it guy's a full time wrestler he'll get a chance at everyone else but I just hope they don't suddenly in two or three months time decide here you go you're in the main, main event at Wrestlemania like for fuck's sake I know I couldn't I couldn't stand that if that happened I'd hand in my I'd throw my season book into the pitch <laughs> like that guy in Newcastle aye <laughs> See, here's a question for you that has started making the rounds. Do you miss Ronda Rousey? Um. Hmm. Yeah, I liked her. I did like her. I did like her. I warmed to her. Was a fan. I wouldn't mind her coming back. Mhm. Yeah. I wouldn't say I I miss her as such, but. If you came back, I'd be like, "Well, that's a plus. That's a good thing. I think that's definitely a good thing." If you ever, if you ever came back, mm-hmm. there was a lot of heat surrounding her from that side of things, so I'm, I kind of miss that. But at the same time, I wouldn't say. Be careful how I word this. I wouldn't say that the women's title scenes has been lacking heat over the over the grand scheme of things. Because you've had the Becky Sasha thing going on for quite a while now. Charlotte and Bailey are against each other. Lacey was getting Lacey Evans was getting quite a lot of heat as well. Go away heat or whatever you want to call it. She was still getting booed out the building, uh, so it was a fresh face in there. Now you've got Bailey who's bringing Halloween forward a few weeks and decided to dress up like, or at least get a haircut like AJ Styles. Um, <laughs> um, I'm quite enjoying Bailey's stuff. What were your thoughts on Bailey's official 100% stamped, signed, sealed, delivered heel turn this week on SmackDown to close the show? Um, kind of long time coming. I don't know. I, I don't know why it was. It was like, in my opinion, she had turned heel already. Well, I think this was. Yes, she had turned heel, but I think this was a kind of like middle fingers to all the little girls. That's not <laughs> a sentence you know, I've like, here. You know, I think that's what that was. Um, yeah, we all we've all realised she has been down that bad road. You want to say, oh my god, she's turned, but this was the first time she officially just been like, no, nah, fuck this, I don't care about any of you now. Yeah, uh-huh. um, hey, here for I like Bailey. I like Bailey. Um, like you say, it, 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 it's, it has been a long time coming where she's been like a fully fledged proper heel now, but she doesn't care at all. But you just can't help but wonder, is like, how the fuck did you mess up on Bailey's babyface run so badly? I know, I know. Like how? I remember in her time in NXT, you continued to refer to her to as a female John Cena. I did. Like, how the fuck do you mess that up? See it in a sort of microcosm way. She was the female John Cena for NXT. More, she was more 
I think she was more of a big deal than Finn Balor because they were champions um, like concurrently. And I think I think Finn was a big deal for the brand in the sense that he brought a a legitimacy to it and brought like he elevated it and helped bring it to where it is now. But and I think Bailey was the proper star, if you want to say. So Finn was kind of like kept it together, if you mean. It was a kind of glue, but Bailey was was the shining light. Mm-hmm. I think because she was t- she was presented so well, and the fans received her so well that we glossed over the not so great promo skills. Let's, yeah. let's be honest; she doesn't really have the best promo skills going, and. She kind of she grew cold towards the end of her NXT run because she lost the title to Asuka, and then she lost again in the rematch, and just sort of simmered. Came over to when was it an official? It wasn't at SummerSlam, was it? That year when it was her official main roster debut, she had a match at SummerSlam, then she disappeared for a bit, then came back. Is that right? Can't even remember. I just remember how badly they screwed up giving her the first title. And it was going well for her because, okay, they pulled the trigger a month early at No Way Out. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking terrible call. I know. And then, well, yes, but she defended and retained in a fatal four-way at WrestleMania, which is quite the achievement from a KV point of view. It is, but it's not quite the moment of her winning it, though. And, and, and we always talk about WrestleMania moments or whatever, and like we've always maintained Cena. We all felt Cena was going to break for his record. And we were like, I always said it was that's a main event WrestleMania quote unquote moment, right? Whether you like it or not, but it is in the sense of KFA wise and what it means, what it means, etc. And Bailey winning her first title at WrestleMania, overcoming all the odds, was a moment. And if like you said they've done it a month early for no fucking reason whatsoever. And it's like, you can't just fucking waited a month to do it. So that, as soon as they've done that, you realise, well, they don't have a fucking clue what to do her. It's, they could have, they could have kept Charlotte with the title like that, No Way Out. And I know it's not called No Way Out. I just always think February pay-per-view, No Way Out. But the, they could have had Charlotte win that by dodgy means. And then even if they did do a fatal four-way again, if they did do a fatal four-way at WrestleMania, Bailey could have won. And that would have been that WrestleMania moment. But then she went into a rivalry with Alexa Bliss and we had the the This Is Your Life segment and the the bamboo stick, what are they called? Kendo stick and a pole match and I wouldn't I wouldn't say buried because that's a that's a word that's overused today. Yeah. But her credibility as a top star got destroyed very quickly. Yep. When she could have been, you know, Miss, Mrs. Merchandise. She could have been... Should, have, like, been, she should, have, should been, have been a fucking star, a the, proper the, superstar. Yep, the Nickelodeon Kids TV Awards. Exactly. Make-A-Wish Foundation. Like, she could have been, in terms of, especially from a female division side of things, she could have been a stratospheric success. She was the one. She, she was the one... That if you ever wanted like a female equivalent of John Cena or The Rock or Hogan or whoever, if you ever wanted the women to to get the same 
credit, etc. As a man, if you wanted someone to be, if you wanted that woman to be like one of the leading faces, if not the leading face of your company, she was the one. Charlotte's the one now, though. <laughs> she is, but it should have always been Bailey. I get that, but Charlotte's not exactly a bad substitute in terms of. No, all no, that. I think, but I think what it could have been is like Bailey could have been like. Let's look at it like this. Um, Bailey could have been maybe your edge, right? And Charlotte could have been your Christian. You know, a lot of people felt like Christian was a better of the two or whatever you want to do it. Um, or, you know, like, Bailey could have been the one that got the front and centre attention, but Charlotte was the real the real proper wrestler, the real one. It's like, and when history, when 20 years down the line, we're all going to be talking about how great Charlotte was as opposed to what Bailey done. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Because, as we've said many times, on NXT, I know we, keep, we need to keep remembering now. NXT is it's a bubble. I know, I know. But and it's a shame, it's because, because if she was in NXT now, it'd be a completely different ballgame. Regardless of the size of NXT's reach, she was still presented to be a megastar. That's it. She even had the mascots at the ringside and all that stuff, and it's just... Now she's just... I mean, I like the heel turn. I'm happy for her, because she's got something to sink her teeth into. She has the champion again. Although it's the sort of hot potato that's going on I'm not sure if that was exactly necessary that may have just been one of those ones let's get Charlotte into double figures but it's and, and that's what that's what you're going to make people hate her when they shouldn't hate her who? you know there's like just to doing that with Charlotte right there's absolutely no reason to have done what you've done on Sunday to then have her lose it five days later mm-hmm. just none whatsoever no like you could have simply done that rematch all you wanted. Have Bailey win by by being a classic hero, and Charlotte gets a rematch on Friday. Aye, yeah. what you could have done, put the fantasy booking hat on. She won by shitty means at the. Was it summer? No, it wasn't. It was class of champions. Mm-hmm. Right. So nobody really liked the outcome of that match. That was a poor match. Let's be honest. The match at Helena Cell was a wee bit better. But if she won by cheating again, and then all she had to do was pick up a mic, do a like intentionally do that cheesy Americana girl next door promo, saying I'm just trying to do what's I'm just trying to win matches. Um, I love you guys, and try and milk the booze from that, and then she just mm-hmm. sort of start. Then she does the crying on the floor and the no, you can't do crying on the floor. Well, she could cry on the floor at all the booze she's getting. And then she comes up in SmackDown, gets a shot back in sides, then, <laughs> then, then gets the, the kendo stick out and rattles the wacky, wavy, inflatable, waving arm tube guys, then uses it on Charlotte and batters her, then she's a champ again. But we're there now, it's worked out well, I'm excited to see what's going to happen going forward. Um, do you think it will still be with Charlotte? Is Charlotte on SmackDown after this draft? I'm not really. I don't she's know. on Raw, she's not. Charlotte is. No. Uh, you'll need to tell me because I really don't know what's been going on with the draft. No, I'm sure. I'm sure she's on uh, Raw. Her and uh, 
Um, Becky. Right, so Sasha and Bailey are on SmackDown then. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sasha's injured again, though. Apparently. <sighs> Glass bones, I'm thinking. I, I, I don't know what it is, though. Like I said, it could be anything. It could be like concussion, which you can't really help, etc. So who knows what it is. It's a Hell in a Cell uh, match as well. It was quite a brutal match. Exactly, exactly. Uh, um, dealt, uh, a match that didn't end in referee stoppage. Uh, you know I've been vocal with regards to my disdain for Sasha, thinking she is the the best there is, the best there was, etc, etc. Um, but... Last two pay-per-views, arguably the best match of the night. I think, right, and you know you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as you when it comes to Sasha. I think people will let her away with too much the blind, in the sense that when she yeah. does mess up. The blind love but to deceive at the same time, at the same time, it's not like she's been in with people who can hang with her. She was in tag teams a lot with Tamina and fucking uh, Nia Jax. Um, say what you want about Ronda, but Ronda, Ronda was good, but she's not, you know, she's not Charlotte, etc. So, you know, I can understand maybe you try, sometimes you try to overcompensate maybe. Um, but yeah, like I say it's credible because it's Jewish. She's been excellent and you know, we've always felt we've never really had proper heel shot, uh, heel Sasha on the main roster. That's true. So you know, I, I don't understand why they never put a title on her. But you know, maybe 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 the reason for not doing it is because you ultimately kind of want Sasha and Bailey to be for the title at some point when they eventually when Bailey comes to her senses, if you want or whatever. Um, you know. Sasha could have kept SmackDown with that title, you know? Well, you could have had the fucking Universal over the, the other one on Raw. See, who's next for Bailey though, on SmackDown? Because Sasha and Bailey are on the same page. Just like uh, Xavier Wood. I don't even know. I don't even know the full rosters, if I'm honest, from each show. They're on the same page, just like Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox were. The fuck, man? Jeez. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> that's threw me a little bit. Sorry. Um, right, I'm so, trying to think what else is just right, been who, on my radar. Who's on? Who? What women are on SmackDown? This oh, is terrible. This is terrible. We're supposed to be um, quote unquote journalists, and uh, <laughs> are we? <laughs> well, I don't know who's on the draft. Right. Let's see. See. Even, oh, here we go. Right, superstars. Fuck the champions, don't care about... Oh, fantastic, it doesn't even fucking tell us. It doesn't even break it down into... Of course... Right, here we go, filter, smackdown, done. Right, so we've got Alexa Bliss, Bailey. Ah, see, Alexa uh, Bliss is a face right now, isn't she? Yep. No, wait, does she not go to Raw? Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were away though. Were they not the big draft, the big blockbuster draft that they made during the night? Booker T. Oh, fuck. Carmella. Well, there's a chant, actually. That's a good call, because Carmella's been in and to out. To be honest, this this, I don't know how up-to-date this is, because it's got Cesaro on his SmackDown brand, and that's not exactly true. Lacey Evans is there. Um, 
Mandy Rose, uh, Mickey James, Nicky Cross. Um, Mickey yeah. James is injured. Sonia Deville. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> That's what I did. Like, like, I wish you would just put the women on one show. Then, I know, but then you've got. Life has imitated art, or art has imitated life with this draft because you've had the the war rooms with USA and Fox. I imagine either either Fox or USA wouldn't be happy without any woman representation. I know, they're just not deep enough, and neither is a tag scene. It's just a general tag team scene where you can get away with that. See, there's tag unless, teams. Unless, unless, unless you put the tag teams as a, all tag teams, male and females, in one show, so you've got females on one show, and then you put the singles females in the other show, so you've got females on both shows. See, I don't. I um, Cesaro. I don't know if there's any actual. I don't think he is on SmackDown. But no, he's not been drafted by anybody. I know I've went on a tangent and I'm not really answering your question, but Aidan English tweeted out, excited to be part of WWE 2K20, and uh, it's a picture of Cesaro. Because Aidan English looks like Cesaro, apparently. <laughs> bald. Aye, bald and bearded. I can't imagine Cesaro's go- is that good of a singer, though. But speaking of Cesaro... Because I, I don't know what's going on with the SmackDown woman. I think Carmella's in with a good shout for challenging next, perhaps, unless Sasha turns face and then it's just attitude error all over again with all the face and heel turns. We have been asked a few times, mainly by Rance Morris. Sorry, just before you go into that, I can't believe they split up Carmella and Truth. That's a shame. Oh, fuck. <sighs> Is Tamina the 24 7 champion just now? Fuck knows, I've not watched, I never watched, I only read the results from Raw. And I woke up this morning because I was off, right? And I was furiously looking through my Sky Planner to see where the fuck SmackDown was. And I was raging because I was like, it's not recorded. And then I was looking through it. And oh, I fast forward to the next Tuesday. And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> it's one fucking Friday. Oh, <laughs> Ricky, come on. That's a meme already. Oh, I thought it was on Tuesday. Genuinely thought it was. I woke up and I was downstairs and I was going to have a quick, quick watch. And then realised it wasn't fucking Saturday morning. <laughs> There's quite a few days difference there. I know, but actually, because I had it in my mind Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. not SmackDown. Right, fair enough. Um, Cesaro is currently a free agent. He has recently appeared on NXT UK in a takeover excellent match against Ilya Dragunov. We have been asked many times now, who is the one to defeat Volta? Cesaro is a good shout. Cesaro is a good shout. A very good shout. Would you accept that? Oh yeah, definitely. Cesaro on your screen every Thursday night? I would... I'd be more than happy with that. Uppercutting folk into Kingdom Come, left, right and centre. And then Joe Coffey is the one that beats Cesaro. Oh, do you know what? We might get Seamus back and we'll have the bar on NXT UK. Oh, 
I don't want to say this about NXT UK. I really, really don't. Don't say it then. <sighs> They're too big and too great to be used as a tag team on NXT UK. That is true, but... Get 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 Seamus to come back and, and join up with Gallus, and then we've got like the Irish and Scottish Celtic connection right there. You could oh Gallus, oh apostrophe, oh apostrophe Gallus, all come out with the Celtic tops on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Fields of Arthur and Rye would be their song, the uh, entrance music. Oh, 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 oh. See, Glasgow Celtic. Seamus is a Liverpool fan as well, though, and Zach Gibson's a ah, big Liverpool fan. Come back, come back, come back. Oh well. Okay. By the way, just so you're aware, we're beating Liverpool this Sunday one nothing. Man, you? Yeah. Aye, I mean David de Gea is injured, and so is Paul Pogba. We're kind of fucked, but I'm still saying one 0 How much are you going to put on that? That's precise um, score. No, I won't put anything on it. Um, we're going to win Nova. I'm going to do something about that. Good luck. Put my life savings on it. <laughs> Why did it come in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just do a, a Prince... Um, Prince... What's the guy's name? Prince. Saudi Prince. Oh, the Crown Prince himself. Mm-hmm. I would just uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, excuse me, Mister McMahon. How about you come over to Meadow Centre in Dumbarton and put on a <laughs> super show? <laughs> and if he says no, then you know we'll decide what road we want to go down there. You were saying the bar are too big for NXT UK, granted, but Sheamus is physical condition is up in the air he said on a podcast with Edge and Christian recently that he feels good but the doctors just won't clear him at the moment and well he's getting back and neck injuries you know how it's the same thing at Edge had Edge aye and Paige so so maybe you can understand why he's not been wrestling and why he's not been cleared so a lighter schedule would suit him and would you accept Cesaro on his own in NXT UK Oh, absolutely. So is he not too fucking lovely? So is he not too big for NXT UK? Cesaro. Oh. Um. See, it's weird because it gets used. It still gets used frequently on main roster TV. That's the thing. That's the thing. Okay, it might not be currently involved. I don't think he is. Good. Because if Volta's not too big for it, then neither is Cesaro. And with Cesaro, people, a lot of people bemoan him not being world champion material. And say what you want about the tag division, but he was a tag, he was prominent in the tag team scene for two or three years with Sheamus. Um, and he's regularly used on TV. He's used in a big spotlight match against Mansoor for the Saudi Arabia show. Do you know the one time that I genuinely thought they might pull the trigger with Cesaro? It was a row after WrestleMania that went John Ross was at. Mm-hmm. And he had that fatal four but at the end and Cesaro was on it came down as a mystery fourth competitor. Uh, Aye, because he was injured, that's right. That was after Dallas. Was that three years ago? Four, three years ago, I think it was. It was number 
Um, yeah. But yeah, to, to, yeah, he's not too big for NXT UK. And that would be, that would be a real, like, statement, if you want, KV-wise or yes. whatever, that NXT you managed to get Cesaro in a real, in, in a real, um, in a positive for everyone that watches it, and be like, look, we're not forgetting about you guys, like, we, we do still believe in this product, and, and this is us showing you that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think it would be a statement, kayfabe and business-wise, to have someone like him over. Let him do a few shows, progress, ICW. All the ones that are WWE affiliated. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Because yeah, we are ruining the British indies over here. We are, aren't we? Yeah. And I said we've touched on it. See if you don't fucking come from the UK, you don't know what the fuck's happening in the UK, don't fucking comment on the wrestling scene over here. Oh, and that actually reminds me, I meant to say this a few weeks ago. See this whole thing about ITV mucking yeah. up the AEW deal? Yep. Do, do you know who were the most vocal in defending? Saying, ugh, it's not that big a deal. Americans. <laughs> By the way, yeah. I'm just going just gonna to tell you the truth here. The ITV deal that we've got over here is fucking shit. It's, I'm, not, like, I'm not even coming ah. from a, I don't care about AEW, fuck AEW. That is a dreadful deal, and if if I was watching AEW, I would be furious with how badly it's been done. The hub. I, I don't. I watch it obviously. We. I watch it illegally, <laughs> purely because I can't. Because I'm. But like I've said it before. Society nowadays, and I'm part of it, is that we're so impatient. Not just about wrestling. I just mean in general. When it comes to like the new phones or fashion, whatever it may be, we're just genuinely impatient. We want ever now, now, now. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same. Once I'm done watching NXT, I'm like, I'm not fucking waiting eight hours or ten hours later until I get home to watch NXT uh, to watch AEW. But that deal we got is fucking uh-huh. horrendous. And don't no one don't tell me right that well why are you complaining that you're not getting something for free. Motherfuckers, we get ITV for fucking three. If you have a TV license, you get ITV. You get ITV two, three, and four. Now, why am I going to go pay extra for something, the ITV hub, when I don't need to pay extra for um, BBC iPlayer, when I don't pay extra for SkyGo, when I don't pay extra for what else do we not pay extra for? Um, what other, like, streaming kind of things? I think that might just be it. BT. So, I don't... Oh, yeah, like, BT, BT goes as well, whatever. Don't fucking pay extra for none of that stuff. And, and I get it's four it's four pound a month, right? Four pound a week, sorry, right? So I get it. People go, "Well, it was fucking five dollars or whatever." Mm-hmm. That's true. That's that's fine. I get it. I'm not paying it every week, and it's like, don't turn round and hit us with the bullshit that your team's going to be better than the WWE one because it's just flat out right. not. And, and, and I know people are going to be like, "Well, when you think about it, if you need to pay for Sky." How much are you paying to get content to to Raw? No, we don't fucking pay for Sky Sports for to in order to watch wrestling. You pay to watch football. You pay to watch other sports, and then you get the wrestling in it as well. Why Sky Sports is not just about wrestling. You've got like tens tens of thousands of hours of football a month. Oh, ridiculous! From like from up here, from Scotland, from England, the Formula One. Uh, rugby, cricket, these are all big sports in the UK. Tennis, all sorts. Aye, all fucking not... sorts. NFL, NBA, 
We get we get all the Sky Sports. Tiddlywinks. We get it's it's funny. We actually get more access to us. We actually get um, something we got called NFL Red Zone, right? And that's something that's only on the NFL Network, and people need to pay for that. On top of normal ESPN or whatever the hell you need to pay for over there, we don't pay extra for NFL Red Zone. We get given that as part of our Sky Sports package over here, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember telling who did I tell? I either say that to Caleb or Rance or someone, and he, I think it was Rance. He was you. He was like, "You get red zone over there for nothing." I was like, well, "It's built in part of the Sky Sports package." Mm-hmm. So going back to AEW, the TV deal is fucking shit. <laughs> not even you need to pay for it, right? Because the, the, the what you see on the Thursday night is so heavily edited. Uh huh. Miss out on things, and it's delayed. Things delayed, edited. Um, it's just okay. Two weeks in, all that stuff should be ironed out well in advance. But I've li- I've literally seen one UK person gush over the UK deal, and that was I want to say either Kenny McIntosh or Alistair McKenzie. It was fucking Kenny McIntosh. It fucking was him actually. Was it? Are you sure? I saw that same tweet. I saw that same tweet, and I'm like, why the fuck am I following you? That was that was pure shell stuff. Like fucking idiot. Uh, like, it's not. It's a shit deal. It's all. It's all right to say it's shit. And it shouldn't be shit because the product we watched last two weeks, I've watched in the last two weeks, I've just been like, do you know what? That's fucking bravo. Like, and I think, and so I'm not going to completely rip them apart. I'll turn them apart for the TV deal because it's shit, right? But see, in terms of the product, and 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 I'll touch on the ratings, how the ratings went down, etc. Right? Whatever. For me, personally speaking, right. The, the reason why I felt both shows were so great was because each show ended with me wanting more. It, it, my, my initial feeling of final, finishing watching it was like, I need to wait another seven fucking days. You know, it's like, so they've actually got you wanting to come back, and I think that is the greatest thing, whether it's coming to wrestling or whatever, or any kind of TV programme. As soon as it finishes, you're like, why can't I fast forward, or why, why am I not getting all these in one go where I can just sit and binge watch it because it, it, I was you were hooked each week like I said ended the, what making you thinking right well, I'm coming back to watch this next week and I can't miss this next week and cannot wait to watch it tomorrow um, and the same goes with NXT so I said I think that's the greatest compliment I could pay AEW after two weeks yep. is that you've actually left us wanting more and been like right well coming back to watch that next week can't wait well, I'll tell you something. Keith Lee and Dijak, they they lock horns once again this week. Yep. I hope they're getting to that stage that, right, don't do it too much, but there is a rubber match required here for this one, so give me a, give me it on a big plate and hit me over the head with it. I cannot wait. And they'll go their separate ways now, which is important. Yes. Because you can't overdo it, as you said. If that was the main roster, they would have ended up a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> probably after about 10 fuck finishes <laughs> but yeah like I said we're looking forward to watching AEW and NXT in New Orleans but just to let people know the TV deal is fucking shit uh-huh. and <laughs> Americans don't weigh in on something that you don't actually know what's going on about because the, you, in the, the indie scene is doing just fine as said by many um, British wrestlers and <coughs> The British, the TV deal for AEW is rubbish. So don't say it's great. Don't say, oh, it's cool. I get up early to watch New Japan. 
Listen, we've been putting up with getting up at stupid o'clock to watch wrestling for as long as we can remember. Not going to do that to pay for it again. And just... But we can't even watch it live, that's the thing. Mm. And it's the thing about NXT as well, we can't fucking watch it live. It's just, come on. If anything, NXT one is worse. For us... NXT is worse, but there is piracy. Exactly, and that's why I'm not going to bitch and moan. I know I've slated the TV deal, but I felt like we had to say that because people are saying it's a good deal, but it's not. But at the end of the day, like, even if um, AEW was shown live, I would still watch it through illegal means because I wouldn't wake up. I'm not waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning to watch it to then leave my house at 6 a.m. to go to work. I would watch it on my way to work and then throughout lunch. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wait until I go home. That's what I do with pay-per-views. It's what I do used to do with Raw and SmackDown. Are you I sure wouldn't that, wait. Are you sure it was Kenny McIntosh and not Alistair McKenzie? I don't know who Alistair McKenzie is. He also has a saltire in his account Twitter handle thing. Do we follow him? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. <laughs> I don't know, it's one of the two. So apologies to the person who didn't basically um, gush and shill oh, over... I think we do follow Alison McKenzie. I keep seeing his tweets. Anyway, one of them was blatant in their shillness of AEW's rotten UK TV deal. Uh, what was I going to say? Aye. Back to the draft... You may have noticed a few names pop up on Raw and SmackDown over the last few days. Those being Lucha House Party, uh, Buddy Murphy moving over to Raw. Well, that's not actually the news I was talking about. Uh, Who was it? Drew Gulak has moved to SmackDown. Yep. Humberto Carrillo to Raw. Have there been any other 205 guys? Don't know, that's your baby. Or used to be your baby. There's so many, there are so many, there are so few 205 roster wrestlers now, they could just open up a burger shop and call it 205 guys. <laughs> um, but I know um, Rance had said. Anyone doesn't get that as a, fran- as a restaurant or franchise over here called Five Guys. I don't know, it's an American thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it is a franchise. Oh, is well, you guys know about it. Uh, five Guys, no, what was I saying? Rance had brought up a good point that maybe they've got they've got a lot of young midgets <laughs> in NXT at the moment, vanilla midgets in NXT, and they could probably. Anyway, we don't we don't follow Alison McKenzie. Go okay. on. Uh, so you could get an influx of fresh faces on Two Hundred Five Live, but those that roster got absolutely pulverised over this draft. They also lost Drake Maverick, who is their general manager. There's nobody to rule the roost. Uh, to row the boat or whatever. Uh, what's his face? Mike Kanellis has thrown his toys out the pram and decided to leave mid storyline. 205 is dying. It is dead! They didn't show a show dead. last week. Did They're going to go, aren't they? It's gone soon. Uh, exactly. And like I said, maybe, maybe I've never noticed it before, but the NXT cruiserweight title so yeah. I may have just missed that before but uh, that was the first time I'd noticed them that being referred to that but again I may have missed it before and although there have only been two episodes of 205 Live since NXT 
has had the... Has there been four NXT episodes now? Since the whole USA thing? Uh, I want to yes. say yes. Yep. So... Leo Rush has not been on three episodes of 205 Live, but he's been on two episodes of NXT representing the Cruiserweights. Yep. Your champion, by the way. Oh, it was a really good match. It was. Uh, fair play to him. I was quite gutted from a kayfabe point of view to see Gulak lose. It was ever so slightly telegraphed in a couple of points because Drew Gulak did his cyclone clash uh, for a pin, but he kind of pushed... He pushed Leo's leg over so that he was able to reach the ropes. I thought, hmm, that was a bit obvious. I knew that was going to happen, that the leg would hit the ropes. But still a good match. I thought last week's... See, from a... I really enjoyed last week's episode of NXT because it was just a normal episode, but it was still absolutely amazing. You had Rhea Ripley look devastating in that squash of Aaliyah with the tweak to her sort of Texas clover leaf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that was that was some segment she did. Just that whole scene with Rhea Ripley. That was that was putting someone on the map. Tommaso Ciampa's back, uh, saying Goldie Daddy's home. Two women's mm-hmm. matches were excellent as well. Uh, I've hit a blank. Can't remember what else happened. So we've got just the built they did the vignette for Keith Lee versus Dijakovic. Just just your normal run of the mill NXT episode. I don't care. I couldn't give a thousand shits about ratings. I really enjoyed that show last week. Maybe more so than the week before. I don't know why. Just as I, I know I'm repeating myself because that's what NXT is normally like, and it hit all the buttons for me. But Leo Rush, good match. I don't see. I don't see anything happening with Two Hundred Five Live very soon. And we are Two Hundred Five Live guy on Twitter is going to be gutted. Oh yes, he's been muted as well. Um, Pete Dunne as well tonight, isn't he? Oh, Pete Dunne versus uh, Punishment Martinez. That's not his name in WWE. Damien Priest. Damien Priest. I've not really got um, onto him yet, but I've. It's been alright. Like he's had a good match against Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Back on the network days. Um, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I love that vignette as well though because Pete Dunne was saying you call yourself the Archer of Infamy well how are you going to fire a bow and arrow if you've got broken fingers I thought oh that's just that's just beautiful storytelling right there love it love it now that you've kind of covered majority of NXT stuff I'll kind of touch on the other Wednesday night show Um, Total Divas (laughs) Private Party versus uh, the Young Bucks from last week the only, the only thing that I noticed, there was a lot of waiting around as someone was getting ready to hit a move or a spot. That's the only thing that bothered me. There was a bit too much, right, well, this guy's running up and ready to do a flip, so I'll just kind of look around and look like an idiot. Other than that, that was a, oh, what a way to start a show. Um, box doing the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the biggest storylines, I think. Um, um, it was a really good match. Uh, I just, you just can't help but love Jericho. He annoys me at times, but you just can't help but love him. Um, he goes out his way to be a dick. 
it, it does. But he's been uh, doing that his whole career, though. Yep. Um, the ending with him and Darby all in, um, all in, Alan. Um, it was kind of cool. I've just noticed that connection there. That's brilliant. Oh, really? Um, he comes fucking flying down on down the ramp on his skateboard and then just leaps from it and, and attacks Jericho. Like, you can see him coming down behind Jericho and it's just fucking... It's absolutely hilarious. It really is. I never saw that. In a good way. I never um, see that it. was fucking great. No gifts of that at all, so... Yeah, surprised because that was fucking awesome. Um, It was a great show. The thing that bothered me, though, was the whole Jack Swagger line or Jake Hagar or Hagar. That line, that fucking... That annoyed the hell out of me. Not, 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 not what Jericho said. It was a bad idea from bad creative. First of all, it was a fucking great idea. I absolutely fucking loved We the People. Because then, whenever when she when he used to get his weed, when he used to get his, somebody's weed arrest, we some people would shout Weed the People. Oh, I mean, I fucking loved We the People. I thought it was great. Side note: Jack Swagger has the greatest ever, the greatest entrance music of all time. I'm Scottish through and through. But when I hear that fucking that, that music going off, I become American. Like I'm putting my hand over my heart, wanting to salute the flag and everything. Um, you going to get the stars and stripes outside your house? I might as well. Um, uh, and then take a knee. You don't get that reference, but anyway. I do know. Um, yeah, that annoyed me because like people are shouting, we the people, we the people, blah, blah, blah. And then Jericho goes, it was a bad idea from bad creative, and everyone cheered it, and now I guarantee it, no one will ever say it again. What bothers me is the fact that, you fucking idiots, you are fucking doing it. The moment Jericho tells you to stop doing it, you're like fucking sheep, and you just go ahead and do it, despite probably the fact that you like the chant. Not only that, Jericho basically buried the only thing that Jack Swagger was cool with, cool for. Yeah. And go back, and, and that wasn't on Jericho, but I'm saying it was about the fucking fans and how fickle they are. Fucking idiots. Think for yourself, but I think the whole thing about Jericho killing it, maybe he wants to, he could have think like, I don't want anything that happened to WWE being associated with us just now in that sense. So we could kill me, the people, and then we can maybe potentially a couple weeks or a month down the line, we might come up with something else. So I can understand why he probably wants people to stop saying that. And obviously at the same time, he got a wee cheap dig in at WWE. Well, it's not so an episode it, of AEW without a cheap dig at WWE. <laughs> and I say it before, I've said it before and I'll say it again, if I'm either of the shows, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. NXT and WWE, I wouldn't. Why, why acknowledge them, like, on TV publicly? Because all you're going to do is people are going to be like, oh, what are they talking about? Even when Triple H made the comment, but people, people would. All you had to do was Google who was that pissant company he was talking about, and done. Um, if I'm AEW, I wouldn't want to risk alienating any more potential fans as well. So to me, I, just, I wouldn't do it if I'm either side. Did you see what Samoa Joe said to Renee Young? I don't think so. It was in one of the panels. I think I don't know if it was on their new program or just as part of the show. I'm sure she said some. I'm sure Samoa Joe and I am. I'm not even paraphrasing, I'm just summarising. I'm sure he hinted quite sneakily at Renee Young being the breadwinner of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Do you 
something to do with saving the house spills or something. I thought, oh dear, dear, dear. <laughs> now that you mentioned Mox, I've said it last week, I'm going to say it again. Or I said it in a, a tweet, can't fucking wait for Moxley versus Omega. Is that it, this full Metal Gear Solid thing? Ah, uh, Metal Gear Solid, that's it. Moxley versus Omega versus Snake. <laughs> what, Jake Roberts? <laughs> I think we said that before, but Metal Gear Solid, greatest fighting game ever. Or mission game, whatever you want uh, to say. Shoot him up. Ah, oh, fucking love Metal Gear Solid. Max Payne was pretty damn good as well, actually. I don't think I played Max Payne. Oh, Max Payne was good. Opening scene was fucking horrific, though. I thoroughly enjoyed my, my Gears of War. I think I played that. You'll never ever beat GTA, though. Oh, no, no. That shit was insane. That was good fun. Tekken as well. I think we've run out of stuff to talk about. I know, I'm just reminiscing about games now in my head. Um, let me see if I said anything that kind of pissed me off this week in wrestling. Uh, no, I don't think so. Shout out to Caleb. I want to give him a weekly shout out, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> shout out to Between the Ropes. <laughs> Remember that? Aye. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've got anything else I think we've pretty much covered anything I want to talk about um, it's just like um, well no. if if you want how about a quiz why not ok now let me play some music first it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. So, like we said at the start of the show, this was a pretty unorganised episode. I think it's turned out quite well. Just a, a basic wee conversation about the old wrestles. And I am even unorganised, disorganised when it comes to organising a quiz this week. So I'm just going to steal something from uh, I've down the hill. Open up what culture? Uh, yep. I'm stealing a quiz from a website that has went way downhill and is more biased than Brian Alvarez, who said himself recently that he's biased. So uh, there's that. Fuck you, Alvarez. Right. <laughs> I think I hate him the most in the wrestling world right now. But I, I really like his sound quality of these podcasts. I'm, uh, I'm jealous. I'd expect it to be fucking pretty pretty damn good. I don't even hate Melzer anymore. He's just... he's Because he's not well. He needs to, he's lost the plot. So this is a what culture quiz and it is basically who was this Stephanie or Shane McMahon? Right. right. By the way, I know it's nothing to do with quiz, but it's just dawned on me. You know how we said um, crowd. Mm-hmm. It's also trick or treat night, right? But are we not supposed to be recording with Imp that night? Yes. So we could do a, a live podcast as we're all watching Crown Jewel. But Imp, Imp has no intentions whatsoever of watching Crown Jewel. Oh, damn. 
He wants to. Swim. He, he wants to have a jollity fight, a jollity old time. He's asked us to come on. Oh, I sent us a message earlier on actually. Oh. Just reading it. Just remember, thirty first is also Brexit day. Oh, now we're having a party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh it's going to be a terrible day. Crown Jewel, Brexit. What's worse, Crown Jewel or Brexit? <laughs> uh, see, this is the problem with me not going on Twitter as much anymore. I miss important DMs. So, should we dress up as Boris Johnson on Halloween then? Should just dress up as a fucking arse. A big racist ass. Yep. Right, will we get back to the quiz? Shout out to the dam at the dam implicat on Twitter. Oh dear. Whoa. Sorry, my podcast gear <laughs> just exploded there. Right, you ready? So, which McMahon was this? Shane or Stephanie? Okay. Yep. I don't know how long this quiz is. <laughs> Did you even look at it beforehand? No. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, who was named the worst non-wrestling personality from 2001 to 2003? Shane, Stephanie, or both? Um, it has to be surely about Stephanie. I would agree with you because Shane was doing some quite cool stuff back then. He was the invasion angle, the street uh, fight, uh, Kane. I'm going to go with Stephanie too. We'll, we'll, we'll do this together, right? Uh, all right. <laughs> It's a different kind of... Next question. We'll find out the answers at the end. Yup. Who has won more WWE championships dur- during their career? Shane, Stephanie or Tide? It's got to be Shane. Tag champ, European champ, hardcore champ. Uh, he's won a hardcore a few times. We'll go with Shane then. Yep. Next question. There's a big massive face of Ultimate Warrior next to that page. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to Ultimate Warrior. Oh, no. Fuck no, I think I shout out back. Uh, WrestleMania 2000 had a McMahon in every corner. Which McMahon won? Shane, Stephanie, Linda or Vince? I know the answer, but that's a good question. I can't remember. Well, who won WrestleMania 2000? No, that's what I'm saying. I can't remember now. Triple H won that fatal four-way. All right. Here we go. Okay. Stephanie. Steph. That was number three. Number four. Who made their debut first on WWE TV? Was it Shane, Stephanie, or they debuted together? It's got to be Shane, it's got surely. to be, because he was a referee as well, remember? Aye. And he's older. Mm-hmm. Stephanie was still going to the cinema with Randy Savage at the time. <laughs> Number five. Who has never beaten Vince McMahon in a one-on-one match? Shane, Stephanie, or both? I think it was Stephanie because did they not have an I quit match Vince and Stephanie and Vince like buried squashed his daughter right killed her 
But I can't remember when, when the chain beat him. WrestleMania 17. Uh, Great match. Thoroughly sports entertaining. Mm. Who has appeared in more video games? <laughs> See, this is where you start falling apart, Walt Culture. Shambles. Who has appeared in. <laughs> it fell apart from fucking question one. I know. Dicks. Uh, Shane, Stephanie, or Tide? Let's say Shane, yeah? I'll say Stephanie. Oh, in fact, yes, because Shane was away for Shane a while. Shane was gone for a long time. He was. Good answer. Well done. Next question. Please excuse my Wi-Fi. May be able to fit in a plug soon. Uh, here we go. There's who made an appearance in the film Rollerball? <laughs> what the fuck is Rollerball? Well, there's a picture of LL Cool J wearing a Rollerball uniform smoking a cigar the fuck um when was it I don't know neither let's say neither because there's a, an, an option of neither here Um no I'm going to pick one right go for it so what, what year was it does it at least even tell us that it doesn't say but LL Cool J was a main character in it so must have been ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I'll say Shane. Okay, I've put Shane in. <clears throat> Next question. Who has had more on-screen relationships with WWE superstars? That's got to be Stephanie. I don't even remember Shane having like, a proper one. Maybe him and uh, Pete Gas at one point, I don't know. Mm. Right, Stephanie, because there's Kurt, there's Test, and there's Triple H. Yep. And kind of Jericho, kind of. Not really, though. Mm. Oh, some of these pictures are quality. <laughs> <laughs> Which McMahons were nearly involved in an incest storyline together? Vince and Stephanie, Linda and Shane, Shane and Vince, or Stephanie and Shane? Fuck, who was that again? It was Stephanie... Was it Stephanie and Shane? Aye. Was it? Funnily enough, Stephanie and Linda is not an option here. Oh, what? <laughs> See, that's where you fucking got it wrong, my whole culture. Fucking no, absolute dickheads. That's where WWE got it wrong. Fucking Fucking hell. Right, Stephanie and Shane then. Let's go for it. Well, let's not go for it. No, definitely not. Imagine the sweat. Which is the only faction Stephanie and Shane were aligned with together? The Authority, the Alliance, the Corporation, or DX? <coughs> uh, the answer. The Alliance. Yep. That was ten questions, but from past experience, I think what culture quizzes are longer now. Hopefully not. Oh, right, okay. That was it. We scored 90%. Ricky? What did we get from? Um, probably Rollerball one. Ah, my screen's frozen. What did... 
it's my fault. Why? Who has appeared in more video games? I put I pressed train for some reason. Oh, so really, 100%? Aye, well, we did. I just pressed the wrong button. Because uh, you said Stephanie. And, um, Shane McMahon was in Rollerball. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, ladies and gentlemen. We buried what culture while well, giving them some clickbait at the same time, so I'm sure they'll be happy with that, because that's all they care about. Um this has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network on where you will find other shows such as One Nation Radio Keeping It Strong Style Grown Men Watch This Shit Get In The Ring All Things Elite that's it isn't it? yep Um, we're all at socialsuplex.com as well where you can get access to those podcasts and any columns we do if, if you press the subscribe button it go straight to your email inbox please if you have iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or Podbean if you've got a review function give us a 5 star review help us climb the algorithm leaderboard for more exposure more eyes or ears on the product I should say the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group is where you can find us all and we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Do not forget to put into powerslam.tv the promo code social suplex in order to access for a month for free 6,000 hours plus of independent wrestling from around the world. And head over to prowrestlingtees.net for um, some t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I put, almost, you're almost there. I go to Social Suplex on the Pro Wrestling Tees website and you'll get some t shirts that you can wear to engagement parties, bar mitzvahs, first dates, that sort of stuff. Did you see CM Punk has no longer got merch on Pro Wrestling Tees? Well, he does. They've put up a CM Punk Sucks t-shirt. And there has been WWE's YouTube channel now have some CM Punk videos up there now. All right. You were right. You've been right the whole time. I thought, what? That he was coming back? Uh-huh. I fucking told you. Cannot fucking wait to hear Cult of Personality. It'll be on 205 Live. <sighs> fucking so excited for that. I would have popped no matter where he ended up. Whether he ended up, whether it was New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE, couldn't care less. I was watching. Well, at least one of us would have. I just hope he's still... It's still there. Because when he left, he was just at a level that not many people were. I'll give you that and I missed the whole all the stuff that went down so Summer of Punk mm-hmm. oh. I've not got Summer a joke of... I've not got a joke for you this week damn well if you want to send people back away in a good mood I could tell you them the story about my three year old today at Softway mm-hmm. so me my two sons my five year old my three year old are taken to the Softway so they're playing around, round about. Bear in mind, right, that the elder one, he's like this soft, sparkling sweetheart, and the younger one is just an absolute brute. So, 
the big one goes down the slide, and then the little one goes down after him. Meanwhile, the little one's going down a slide with two footballs in his, in his arms. <laughs> right? So, he gets to the bottom. Meanwhile, this other kid just suddenly goes right down the slide as my three-year-old was halfway down. So my three-year-old's on his hands and knees ready to get up, and the other boy comes into him, clatters into him with his knees, and I heard my wee three-year-old going, ow! He then turns round, drops the two footballs, and this other boy must have been about four or five easy. Easily five, I think. As he's trying to get up, my three-year-old puts his hand on his shoulder, presses him down, preventing him getting up off the ground, turns round and says, you do that again and you'll get this. And what he meant by this was his fist was clenched, his hand was clenched, <laughs> like a punch, and insinuating that he was going to batter this boy. And then he just turned round, picked his two balls up and walked away. And see your hair. Get these hands, get these, motherfucker. Get these hands, young child. Get these fucking hands. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was like, oh, well, you know, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not saying it's a good thing, but hey, well, you he know, st- he, stood up he for can himself. take care of himself. He stood up for himself, that's the main thing. That's it. Couldn't believe it. Boy's nuts. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice go-home story to cheer up the that listeners. Is. Um, I do. I just remembered. I still haven't publicised this, uh, and I won't steal your thunder. I will keep this for next week. But, ladies and gentlemen, I will reveal the story of my interaction with a a wrestler under the WWE umbrella on Twitter. A back and forth. All right. Why have I not saw this? It was a while ago. <laughs> Is it what I'm thinking about? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. He slid in the other DMs. I know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, he didn't just slide in, he, he did a drop toe hold into the DMs. That's it. What a guy. Exactly, what a guy. Anyway, stay tuned for that next week. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy your, enjoy your week of AEW, NXT, SmackDown, ICW, NWA, NJPW, Impact... Uh, ROH ABC 123 Yep, take care folks <laughs> Enjoy yourselves Stop being arseholes Be good Please stop Be it. nice to each other uh-huh. Just, just, just stop Stop Just, just be nice Uh huh it's, oh, nice. it's nice to be nice Yes, because we set a very good example of that tonight, didn't we? Exactly Fuck everyone that's getting to say negative say about us We don't care Anyway, be nice. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.